RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The government sees a strong response to its vaccine program as online reservations hit over 40,000 early on on day one. The chief executive says the government is not considering introducing legislation that prohibits insulting public officials and HSBC's profits fall by 30 percent. The government says there's been an enthusiastic response to its coronavirus vaccination scheme. Here's Violet Wong. The chief executive Carrie Lam said as of mid-morning, more than 42,000 people had booked a Sinovac inoculation via a government website that opened at midnight. She said neither she nor other top officials experienced any side effects after receiving the jab yesterday. The Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitt, Meanwhile, told an RTHK radio program that the booking system was overloaded last night but is now running smoothly. RTHK visited the website at 11am and had to wait for more than an hour in a digital queue before making an appointment. First-round vaccinations are being offered to healthcare and elderly care home staff, people aged 60 and over, staff providing essential public services and cross-border transport workers. Around 200 people from the high-priority group were inoculated at the Central Library in Causeway Bay this morning. Mr Chan, who is 61, was among the first in line. It's quite lucky because I think I can take this one. It's actually more safe to me. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government is not considering introducing legislation that prohibits insulting public officials. Last week, media reports suggested that the government was looking into it. Mrs Lam told reporters at her weekly briefing that such legislation was the priority, despite many public servants in recent years being threatened and intimidated. We have a lot of competing demands on our plate, so to speak. But one day, if we were to legislate, I think we would be very careful in striking the needed balance. Yes, the basic law protects and upholds rights of individuals, including freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of assembly. But as many court cases have made it very clear, these rights and freedoms are not without limitations. Meanwhile, Mrs Lam has said the central government had to get involved in solving Hong Kong's political problems to ensure that the one country, two systems principle could continue. She was commenting on remarks made by the head of the Hong Kong Macau Affairs Office, Xiao Bao Long. Yesterday, he said the SCL's leadership must be made up of staunch patriots and that the election system had to be reformed. Mrs Lam noted that Mr. Sh- Mr. Sh- cited a number of events here over the years, including the Occupy Central Movement and the anti-extradition law protests. She said these incidents had made the central government very worried. District Court has been told that 25 prosecution witnesses will testify in the writing case involving eight men linked to the 2019 Yunlong attacks. 14 of the witnesses have been granted anonymity and the court has ordered lawyers and the media not to reveal their identities. Two of the defendants in the case, Lam Kun Leung and Lam Kai Ming, have already pleaded guilty to writing, but the other six deny any wrongdoing. The High Court has quashed an appeal raised by a social worker who was found guilty of obstructing police during a protest in 2019. The judge, Albert Wong, ruled that Lau Ka Tung, who blocked a police officer from dispersing protesters during an unauthorised demonstration, had affected officers from carrying out their duties and encouraged the protesters. But the judge reduced his jail sentence from a year to eight months, considering he was a first-time offender. Mr Lau has been remanded in custody. 
HSBC has reported a post-tax profit of 6.1 billion US dollars, 30% down on last year. But it did announce a resumption of dividend payments. Group Chief Executive Noel Quinn said the pandemic had caused a large rise in expected credit losses and interest rate cuts had affected revenue. HSBC halted dividend payments late in 2019 at the request of the Bank of England. The bank says it will pay an interim dividend of 15 cents per share for 2020. The bank's performance was supported by its Asia business, while Europe and Latin America suffered losses. Canada's House of Commons has voted to declare that China is committing genocide against the Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his cabinet abstained from the vote. The measure also called on the International Olympic Committee to move next year's Winter Olympics from Beijing. The opposition leader Erin O'Toole also said China was imposing a police state on Hong Kong and arbitrarily detaining two Canadians in mainland prisons. Earlier, Foreign Minister Wang Yi told the UN Human Rights Council that allegations of torture and incarceration of large numbers of Muslims and Uyghurs living in Xinjiang were fabricated out of ignorance and prejudice. South Korea's Prime Minister Chung Si-kyun says he's confident the country will achieve herd immunity from COVID-19 by the autumn, despite a later start to its vaccination program. The country became a role model for its mass coronavirus testing and aggressive contact tracing measures. The Prime Minister said he was surprised other wealthy countries hadn't followed its example. South Korea has learned about democracy and gained technology from advanced countries like Europe and the UK. I never would have thought that they would suffer so much from COVID-19. South Korea was focused on the three principles of testing, tracking and tracing the virus, and the three values of democracy, transparency and openness. We didn't realize how well we were doing. It was only later that we learned we were managing better than others around the world. President Biden has described the deaths of more than half a million Americans from coronavirus as a truly grim, heartbreaking milestone. Speaking before a minute's silence at the White House, Mr. Biden said more Americans had died in one year of the pandemic than in the First and Second World Wars and the Vietnam War combined, more than in any other country. We often hear people described as ordinary Americans. There's no such thing. There's nothing ordinary about them. The people we lost were extraordinary. They spanned generations, born in America, immigrated to America. But just like that, so many of them took their final breath alone in America. U.S. authorities say they've arrested the wife of Joaquim El Chapo Guzman, the imprisoned former leader of Mexico's Sinaloa drug cartel. Emma Coronel was detained at Dulles International Airport. Here's the BBC's Alex Ritson. Ms Coronel's face became known around the world when she attended nearly every day of her husband's three-month trial in a New York courtroom two years ago. There were suggestions that she was deeply involved in his business and even helped plan his escape from prison in Mexico in 2015, but the US authorities let her come and go freely. Now she's been arrested and charged with drug trafficking and will appear in court on Tuesday. Her husband was convicted of drug smuggling on an industrial scale and involvement in multiple murder plots while leader of the Sinaloa drug cartel. The US Supreme Court has rejected an attempt by Donald Trump to prevent his tax returns and other financial records from being handed over to a grand jury convened by the Manhattan District Attorney. 
The lower court had ruled the records were pertinent to allegations that hush money had been paid before the 2016 presidential election to two women who said they had sexual relationships with Mr Trump. He's repeatedly ignored the practice of all recent presidents to make their tax returns public. It's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. This will be part of the case that the, the district attorney in Manhattan is making to look at particularly at hush, pay, hush money payments that were paid to two women before the 2016 general election. There's been a lot of controversy about those. Uh, Michael Cohen, President Trump's former lawyer, has talked about those and uh, went to jail in part as a result of those. So that is part of his investigation, but it's also wider than that. Apparently it's looking into areas of banking and possibly insurance fraud as well. So this could open the way for some significant uh, legal jeopardy for the former president in the coming months. United States and Iran have continued to lock horns over the future of the 2050 nuclear accord. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Washington will try to strengthen the deal, which it's trying to rejoin. Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei said Tehran might enrich uranium up to 60% if the country needed it and would never yield to the US. He said Iran was being treated unfairly. The opposing side, these four countries, meaning the three European countries and America, the talks they're having today, the excuses they've issued, the language which they've used, is arrogant, demanding and unfair. They're using incorrect language and it's a mistake. French electronic music duo Daft Punk have split up after 27 years. The pair, Thomas Bangalter and Guy Manuel de Homem Christo, were among the foremost dance artists of their time, influencing a generation of artists. BBC's Colin Patterson has more. One more time. Daft Punk took French electronic house music from the underground into the charts. They seldom performed without wearing robot helmets and had their biggest hit in 2013 with Get Lucky. It won Record of the Year at the Grammys, where they were the first electronic act ever to win Album of the Year. Daft Punk announced their split via an eight-minute YouTube video called Epilogue, showing them walking in the desert and giving their dates as 1993 to 2021. Police in South Africa have arrested a man for attempting to sell rock art that may have been chiselled from a cave. The elite Hawks unit detained the suspect after receiving information about the sale of an ancient painting made by the Sand People, Southern Africa's earliest inhabitants. It depicts two antelopes and a man holding a stick or spear. The American Space Agency has released stunning videos of its Perseverance rover landing on Mars. They cover the final moments of last week's dramatic descent to the Red Planet. NASA also captured the Martian wind blowing across the rover's microphone. First audio recording of sounds on the planet. It's BBC's Jonathan Amos. Perseverance was sent to Mars festooned with cameras, seven of which were dedicated to recording the landing. Their imagery represents vital feedback for engineers as they look to improve still further the technologies used to put probes on the surface of the Red Planet. The different atmosphere and gravity mean you can never test a Mars landing system here on Earth. This is the first time, therefore, that engineers have been able to see what their inventions actually look like. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 30,930. That's 610 points up on the previous close. Turnover signs at $149 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 105.05 .05 yen. The euro stands at one US dollar and at 21 cents. And the pound is worth 
10 Hong Kong dollars and 91 cents. Sport now, and here's Demon Pang. Thank you, and let's start with football. Italian champions Juventus kept their title hopes alive after beating bottom side Crotone 3-0. They climbed to third in the Serie A table, eight points behind leaders Inter with a game in hand. The BBC's Colm Harrison reports. With the nine times defending champions at home to the team at the foot of the table, this was pretty much a free hit for Juventus. But free hits, like open goals, can be missed. Juventus have struggled for any momentum in the league this season and they struggled to make their dominance count in this match. But once Cristiano Ronaldo finally broke the deadlock, the writing was on the wall for Crotone. In first half stoppage time, Ronaldo doubled Juve's lead with another towering header. United States international Weston McKennie completed a 3-0 victory over Crotone and just keeps alive the champions' hopes of reeling in the two Milan clubs above them. And in Spain, Sevilla are also back in third place in the La Liga after a 2-0 victory at Osasuna. Sevilla are now a point ahead of Barcelona and seven points from league leaders Atletico Madrid. In England, there's late drama in the Premier League. Townsend swings in the cross. Benteke's in the middle. Benteke on the volley! Has won the game for Crystal Palace with a volleyed finish in the 95th minute. That goal from Christian Penteke lifted Palace to a 2-1 victory over Brighton. Palace are now 10 points from the drop zone, while Brighton are only 4 points clear. On to baseball, Seattle Mariners president and CEO Kevin Matha has resigned following the emergence of a video where he made insensitive remarks about players. The club's chairman says his comments were inappropriate and do not represent the views of the franchise. The lengthy video posted online showed Matha criticizing the level of English of several players. He had apologized over the comments. But Major League Baseball condemned the misguided remarks, saying they have no place in the sports. In basketball, NBA leading Utah rained down six straight three-pointers to start the fourth quarter and route to defeating the Charlotte Hornets 132-110. Utah hit a club record 28 three-pointers as a team, and reserve forward George Niang hit all seven of his attempts from deep for 21 points. Their defense was really sinking in, and my teammates do a great job of really getting me involved, especially on the offensive end, and I was just making shots. Life's a lot easier when you make shots, let me tell you. Elsewhere, hot shooting Devin Booker poured in 34 points on 12 of 17 shooting as Phoenix gunned down Portland 132-100. to It was the Suns' third straight victory. Onto the ice, and David Rittich made 34 saves for his first shutout of the season as the Calgary Flames beat the NHL-leading Toronto 3-0. Matthew Tachuk and Sean Monaghan each had a goal and an assist, and Sam Bennett added a goal for Calgary, who had lost 4-5 in regulation and had been outscored 14-3 in three straight losses. The Maple Leafs had their three-game winning streak snapped, and that's your spot. And that's the news from RTHK. Our hands often touch public items covered with viruses and bacteria. When we touch our eyes, nose or mouth, the pathogens can enter the body. Health is in our hands. To prevent infection, follow the seven hand cleaning steps. Rub hands for 20 seconds. Rinse thoroughly. Dry with a clean cloth or paper towel. If you can't wash your hands and they aren't visibly soiled, use an alcohol-based hand rub. What if our hands get dirty again? Clean them properly. No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. 
When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated.